This is episode number 119 with Small Changes, Big Results author, Scotty Studer. New concepts and ideas to help you reach your full potential. Success 101 Podcast. Welcome to the Success 101 Podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren. In each episode, my goal is to bring you a new concept or idea to help you maximize your full potential. Thanks for joining me here today. Now let's kick things off. Hey guys, welcome back to the Success 101 podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren, and I'm excited to have Scotty Studer on our show today. You're going to learn a lot from Scotty today, especially in the area of self-improvement around faith, finances, health, family, relationships, all of those things that we probably need to do a better job of. And Scotty's story goes right along with what this podcast was created for. He enjoyed what he was doing several years ago. He was very successful in the IT world. But due to poor nutrition, lack of sleep, no plans for spiritual growth, he failed over and over to achieve in certain aspects of his life. And he would tell you that the stress of work, family life, daily distractions, all of that got in the way of him making important but not urgent changes. And so several years ago, he was challenged by a group of leaders who started with their health. They started making significant changes in many areas of their life. And witnessing these changes, Scotty decided to make a change as well and figure out how to implement these not only to himself and his own life, but to many others out there. And he would be the first to tell you that change starts with small steps. It's not a giant leap. It's a step in the right direction. And that's where real transformation begins. And his desire nowadays is to give back, sharing this strategy with others. And I'm so glad to have him here on the podcast so that he can help us implement new strategies in order to make these changes without disrupting our life in huge ways or trying to dive into something too fast, realizing that we're failing at it and not changing the way we want to or as quickly as we want to and then not sticking with it. Hey, Scotty, welcome to the Success 101 podcast. How are things in Nashville this afternoon? Sure, they are wonderful. I am excited about the opportunity to speak with you. Weather's a little warm here. I think the heat index said it was going to be 105 today, and we're not even through June yet, my friend. Yeah, it's hot here in Dallas already, and I don't, you know, we didn't get much of a winter, and I'm not sure what this thing's going to look like by the time we get down with August, but uh, it'll be it'll be good when the fall comes, I'm sure. Amen. Amen. So, Scotty, you're a, I would just call you, you're very in line with what this podcast, the Success 101 podcast for my, you know, my regular listeners for mm-hmm. what they know this thing was created for, peak performance, max potential, all of those things. And that comes with taking care of yourself and really making sure that you're feeding your body and your mind with the right things and that you have energy each day so you can be the best version of yourself. And I know that your book, which I'm excited to read myself, I think it's a quick read from what I can tell. I have not picked it up yet, but uh, you better believe I'm going to go get it because of what I've read it's about. And, and again, it ties along with what we're doing here. But tell us, fill in some gaps for me here on what led you down that path to create the book, what the premise behind the book was, and then just a little bit more about how you've used that just to become a better version of you. Sure, sure. I'd be happy to. So, you know, a little bit of history, and I talk about a little bit of this in the book itself. 
I've been in IT kind of as my full-time career for almost 20 years now, and um, I enjoy what I do. I'm not really the kind of guy who dreads getting up for work every day. In fact, the, the latest position that I've been in and the company that I've been in, they're really a market mover in IT, more on the, on the business side. Most folks that I talk to, unless they're in IT, may not have heard of them, but they've been, they've been growing well, and they're just, they're just a great company to work for. And so that's been like that most of my kind of career, if you will. But, you know, as time has gone on, I've got two kids that are teenagers now, and I've been m- married to my wife almost 20 years. And so, you know, over that time, some things personally, I've started to neglect, quite frankly. You know, you kind of get comfortable, Jared. I don't know about you, but I get comfortable sometimes, maybe too often, perhaps. And a lot of times that that comfort can, you know, lead to some some habits that maybe aren't uh, exactly most ideal for me. And I kind of found myself in a little bit of a rut. And and really, I guess my first aha moment was on our 15th wedding anniversary, we went on a cruise and um, went up to Alaska. And I highly recommend to you and your audience, if you've never done Alaskan cruise, to put that on a bucket list checklist. It was a really cool trip, a very neat thing to see. And especially when you're in the middle of July and it's like uh, below freezing and you're floating like glaciers. That's kind of a cool uh, break from the norm, if you will. But it was on that trip that uh, I had to go shopping for some new clothes, specifically a suit. And as we were shopping for this suit, the uh, the suits that I was having to try on, specifically the pant size around the waist, was uh, was that aha moment for me, right? And after that cruise, we got back, we looked at some pictures that we took on the cruise, and, and it was kind of like this, uh, Scotty, you need to you need to kind of wake up here. We, we need to do something about this. And so that opened up a door for me to kind of focus on my health, quite frankly. I had a, had a friend of mine who on social media was uh, talking about some changes he had made based on nutrition, and he was dropping a good amount of weight and felt better. And I, so I just reached out to him and I said, hey, what are you doing? I'm interested. And so, you know, that was, that was about five years ago now. And uh, since that point, I've really tried to focus in on making some more of these changes. And so the book is really kind of the culmination of not just the past five years, but some things in even before that, that I felt like were, were good ads to my life. And I, I tried to keep it simple. I tried to keep it in four focus areas, right? And that's, that's faith, relationships, health, and finance. I enjoy talking about those things, right? Which is another reason why if you're going to consider writing a book, you want to you want to talk about things that you're excited about and that you're passionate about. So that first change or step into changes with my health is really what started all this. That also introduced me to really this idea of reading for improvement. My whole life, reading has kind of been a chore more than a, something I look forward to, quite frankly. I would pick up a book on a vacation, a fiction book or something like that, and I would give it a read, but it was nothing. it was never something I really just a desire to do all the time. But but my mindset changed a little bit. When I started reading guys like Darren Hardy and Jim Rohn and, and John Maxwell, um, you know, the principles that they talk about in those books can be really be life-changing depending on how much you kind of put into it, you know? And so that was really kind of the starting point for me, I guess, to making this these changes. And so now over the past five years, I found some other things with some relationship stuff with my kids and with my wife, with some faith things that I really struggled with, but have found some simple ways to kind of help move me in a better direction. And that's 
that's really the premise of the whole book, if you will, is I wanted to find a way to make changes in my life that I could stick with. Because in the past, for example, if I was going to tell myself that I'm going to get up at 4.30 every morning and, and go to the gym and, and commit 30 minutes to an hour of working out and then get ready and, and go to work, that never really worked well for me, quite frankly, in the past. It was just it was too big of a thing to, to bite off. But what I have found is that I can commit to 20 minutes of getting out there and walking around my neighborhood at lunchtime or you know, right as the sun's going down or, or maybe first thing in the morning. And that was a whole lot easier, you know, as an example for me to kind of pick up and take a, what I call a small step towards improving my health, as opposed to more of a big leap or a giant leap sometimes that I know I wasn't going to succeed at. So. Hey, Scotty, let me stop you right there. I don't mean to cut you off here. I feel like that is, I get a lot of feedback on this podcast, Mm -hmm. which is really, it's a really good thing in my opinion, because it lets me know what people are connecting with out there. It lets me know what they want answers to. And I would say on a lot of my podcasts that I do about fitness and nutrition or even mindset, just turning your life around, one of the biggest things that I, I guess there's two things that I hear. The first one is there's got to be an easier way because I don't have time to go to the gym for an hour every day with the lifestyle that I have. And I, I can't do it in the evening or in the morning. The other thing that I hear is from people maybe like yourself who have turned that corner and they've said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe how easy this is to just get started. Yeah. Why do you feel like and, and maybe this can tie into your own personal experience as well. But why do you feel like with such easy steps out there to just get started that so many people struggle with that? Well, I think personally, and and really my reference point is going to be personal, is the motivation to keep going goes away. That's what it was for me, right? So, for example, with exercise, if I didn't see results fairly quickly or, you know, within a few weeks or a month or something, then I felt like it it wasn't worth it. Deep down inside, I knew, listen, if even if I'm not seeing it fall off as quickly, whether it's weight, just as an example, as I want it to, doesn't mean that my body is not really benefiting from the fact that I'm, I'm taking the time, you know, 20 minutes a day to, and I don't mean a leisurely stroll, right? I mean, I'm, I'm planning on getting out there and, and moving and walking pretty good, working up a sweat, but I'm not having to commit to, you know, an hour out of my day as an example. So that's one way that I've seen personally where um, I've kind of fallen down if you will, is is staying motivated. I think accountability can be huge. It was for me too, right? When I was trying to implement some changes from a nutritional perspective, my wife was a great aid in encouraging me and helping me kind of stick to it. You know, when you're trying to eat a little bit better, if mom and the kids and the meals that are being fixed are meals that aren't most ideal for what you're trying to change, that can be a little bit more challenging, right? So she was always a great help and and not necessarily changing the entirety of the the meal plan for the family, but working with me and and helping me maybe stay a little bit more accountable to portion control and and those kinds of things, right? Because I didn't didn't do anything drastic, quite frankly. I didn't go on, you know, I didn't cut anything major out 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 of my life from a nutritional perspective. I just tried to make wiser choices and do little things like drink more water, uh, and do little things like, you know, actually stop eating when I'm full, you know, so it's, those are just a couple of, I guess, examples of some more of the little things that I was able to incorporate, as opposed to, you know what, I'm just going to cut out all carbs or something like that, right? That to me was, 
It was very, very drastic. So those two things, I think, really, really helped me stay, stay more accountable to it and were able to kind of keep those changes going. Okay, so Scotty, your book title, Small Changes, Big Results, 26 Simple Changes to Improve, as you mentioned, your faith, finances, health, and relationships. If you don't mind, let's camp out on the health for just a bit. I know that if we're not in the, you know, as I mentioned before, the best versions of ourselves each day, there's going to be a lot of things that don't make it across the finish line or a lot of things that you don't start and dream big, big with. You mentioned drinking water, which yeah. I'm, I can't say that I've really mastered that as silly as that sounds. I need to drink a lot more water, but uh, that's a very simple thing to do. What are some big, big changes that you made in the health category that has just made a huge turnaround for you other than you know, dropping weight, not needing yep. as many carbs. What are maybe even just some uh, some things for your brain or your mind just to help you, you know, stay in a good mindset each day, those sort of things. So what I mentioned that I started five years ago has been the biggest game changer for me. It's basically, I start my day every day with what I call a nutritional drink mix. This drink mix has helped me feel better, give me more energy. Because as soon as I wake up every morning, the first thing I do is go to the fridge, grab my, my mix that I that I made up the night before. I sit down at the the dining room table and I start my morning my morning routine. And that one change, over time, personally from a health perspective, has been the biggest game changer for me because it provides me nutritionally everything I need. Now that's not saying I'm going to go eat pizza and burgers the rest of the day, right? But it does really boost me with everything I need at the beginning of the day. There's some natural energy um, supplement, not supplements, natural energy in there from things like teas, for example, right? So it gives me a great kickstart to the day so that I can stay focused and do my best work, right? As soon as the day gets going. So everything that you kind of hit on, it's really provide clarity of, of mind. Uh, I, I couldn't have written this book if I didn't sit down and carve out an hour every single morning of uninterrupted time as an example. And the reason I chose to do it in the morning is it was about an hour and a half after um, I began my, my day with my nutritional uh, drink mix. And so my mind was very clear and, and ready to go. And I could, I could pound out, you know, 500, 1,000 words or something like that. The one I use is based on the Moringa Oleifera plant. Uh, it's been around literally for centuries. It's just now something that the Western world is uh, becoming attuned to. And so... The company that I get the drink mix through, the company called Zija International, and they have basically mastered the art of, of growing the Moringa Oleifera in its best conditions over in India. And they, they own the whole process, right? So from the planting of the Moringa to the harvesting it in the way that it, it needs to be done to maintain all of its nutrient denseness, to the shipping, and then ultimately to the manufacturing of the drink mix itself in a powder form that you just simply add to water, they own it. They own it from literally seed to package delivery to, to my home. So there's no potential for, you know, any kind of middleman process, it not staying in its purest form. So for me personally, that's been my drink mix of choice and what I've used over the past five years. Now, in the book, I talk about the advantages and I want people to understand that there are a lot of really good reasons why, why you might want to do something. And then I, I mentioned in the book, hey, if you want to find out what I use, this link will take you to a resources page where I give people some specific links. You know, I guess my bigger thing is I wanted to make sure folks understood the benefits to it and why they might want to do it. If they want to choose the one I use, fantastic, because there's others out there that I know are really good quality, too. If somebody wanted to use that specific one or, you know, we can put some show notes on the show here, where would we maybe go to find that or at least do some reading about it? 
Zija, the company itself, has a website that's just drink life in. So the word drink, the word life, and the word in, drinklifein.com. There is where you can find just the you know regular information about the drink mixes um, and what all's in them. And they have a great layout of their process that I kind of just described for folks to see and, and understand. So that would be the first website that, that I send folks to just to get some general information. Folks can also go grab my larger resources page, which is just at scottystuder.com and then just forward slash resources. It'll take you to a little form to sign up and I just send you that link. And in that link, I actually step people through. Again, if they want to give it a try, I step people through how to order it online, basically, um, and have it shipped to their house. So they can see what it costs. They can decide if the guarantee is good for them and those kinds of things. So I try to make it really easy for people. I try to not be you know pushy in anything, but the success that I share about it in, in the book and, and here today is, is truly honest. And I'm just thankful that uh, that I was introduced to it, you know. That's great. And we'll put a link to that as well and to your page also in the in the show notes. So, Scotty, I'm a big rituals guy. I think rituals are what help lock in healthy habits. They are what help set people on new paths than what they've been on before or could ever dream of been on. It's doing the same things consistently over and over. I know from our time catching up before this interview, you're seemingly a, a big guy on rituals as well. We get a chance to talk about the miracle morning routine and how special that is for both of us. Tell us about some morning or evening rituals or just some things that you built in that made life change happen for you. Yeah, I'd love to because it was a game changer for me too, just just like it was for you. I truly believe that if we don't start our day on purpose, then life is just going to happen and get in the way. And I've certainly not mastered this. That's one thing I like to be open and honest with people is, again, through some of the small tweaks, I've been able to stay consistent. But are there more tweaks that I need to be doing? Absolutely. So let me kind of share with you how I start my day. I consistently get up about the same time every morning. My wife is a teacher and my kids are in school. So in the summer times, right, when they don't have to get up, I do have a little bit of flexibility there. But to me, the first key is stay consistent with your wake up time. For us, it's it's five o'clock every morning. And so we, my wife and I both, about give ourselves about 30 minutes of morning routine. And so my routine begins by waking up at the same time every morning. I literally head to the fridge, grab my nutrition drink, and I, I sit down at the dinner table and, and I start drinking that. And the first thing I do is a time of Bible study. Uh, and this was not something that, quite frankly, after being a Christian for, for years and years and years, that I really had a routine for. And the Miracle Morning, quite frankly, was really a catalyst to say, listen, you know, if faith is a focus in your life, then you need to commit time to doing it in order to grow in it. So I sit down at the dinner table and I've got a little uh, a little devotional book that I use. It takes me about five minutes to read the scripture, to read the little commentary, and there's a little prayer at the end. And then I use that time after the devotional time to to have my time and my conversation my conversation with God in prayer. And so that's really the first start of my day is I'm I'm drinking my nutritional mix, I'm sitting down, I'm having my my spiritual focus time, and then after that, I will typically spend time reading. So the other thing that I found out not being a reader, but a way to to become a better reader by stepping into it is to set aside small chunks of time. So in in the book I talk about this too, but it's because I do it in my life is I I try to bookend my days. I try to start my day with 10 to 20 minutes of reading and end my day with 10 to 20 minutes of reading. And the crazy part is you'd be surprised how quickly you can fly through books over a period of, you know, six months to a year if you stay consistent to just 10 to 15 minutes a day, as an example. So that's typically my morning. And that takes about 30 to 45 minutes of my time, give or take, before I kind of say, okay, now it's time to get going. Let's get the kids lunch packed. Let's jump in the, you know, let's, let's get started with the regular day process. 
Yeah. So, Scotty, I'd love to know what your evening routine is like as well as far as sleep and rest and winding down. Many of my listeners have heard me say before that 80 percent, 80 to 90 percent of a great morning actually starts in the p.m. instead of vice versa. I read in some of your information that I saw out there that you had lack of sleep was one of your big deals and getting more sleep led to life change. I know that's a huge one for me in, in a big, big way, probably more than anything else. How did you turn around your evening routine? What is happening there now that wasn't maybe happening before? So typically on most nights, uh, sleep is really important to me. I can't function without it. I get cranky at night if it's not time for me to go and do my evening routine. And I don't want to be cranky. And my, my, my wife and kids certainly don't want me to be cranky. So sleep's really important to me. So usually I am in bed by 10 or 10.30 every single night. I start before that, though, by kind of winding down with some reading typically. But I also have tried to set up the environment in our bedroom to be very much sleep beneficial, I guess, right? So a, a couple of things, and I, and I mentioned these things in the book, is I'm all about creating the environment for rest. And so one of the things that, that we chose to do, for example, is uh, get blackout curtains. So when I go to bed at night and I close the door, I close those blackout curtains and it makes the room super dark because I'm a, I'm a very sensitive to light kind of guy because I'm just naturally a light sleeper. And so having the room as dark as possible was an easy win to help me fall asleep and stay asleep. The other thing that we do is just a white noise machine. So uh, because I'm a light sleeper, if a car drove by, if the crickets were too loud, if, you know, fill in the blank clock was ticking or something in the other room, it would keep me awake. Or if I woke up in the middle of the night, it would, it would cause me to not be able to fall back asleep. So a white noise machine has worked wonders for me. And in fact, we got them for our kids a few years ago. And now either right or wrong, none of us can live without them when we travel. We either take them with us or I found an app on my phone because I do travel some for work that I turn on uh, because I've become so used to it. So that's kind of how I set the room and set the, you know, mood is not the right word, but set the, the, the mood of the room, I guess, in order to be inviting for me to be able to lay my head down and get some good rest. So, Scotty, thanks so much for sharing that with us. And as we said, your book really is about, you know, improving your faith, finances, health and relationships. Take us down a couple of those other paths that have been helpful for you to making, uh, again, small changes that take you to big results. One of the things with relationships that we've done and, and in the book, I try not I try to talk about various relationships, not just husband, wife, not just, you know, a parent, child, because not everybody's married, not everybody has kids. Right. And so one of the things that when I've shared it with folks really resonates with them is this idea of showing genuine interest. Right. So I'm a big fan of really a lot of a lot of self-improvement books and how to win friends and influence people was one that I quite frankly hadn't read in a long time. I read it recently and it's kind of like the Bible of self-help books and self-improvement books. Right. It came out in the 30s and it has just been such a an amazing book for a lot of people. And the idea of showing genuine interest is one of the key takeaways from that. So I just focus on that a little bit in the book. And what I share with folks is that cardinal rule of one simple thing that I've tried to do, you know, is, is I've tried to put this into play in my life is to just ask that simple or try to live out being interested instead of being interesting. OK, and that's a real simple phrase to remember. But I like it because what it means is if I'm having a conversation with somebody, I'm doing more asking of questions and truly trying to listen and understand than I am necessarily you know, talking about me, talking about my experiences, talking about, you know, what's going on in my life. And I mentioned in the book that we try to play this out with our kids to maybe at the dinner table, 
where we're saying, okay, guys, what's going on? How was your day? And and I don't accept one word answers, fine, you know, okay, good, right? I We always try to pull a little bit more out as we're having those conversation with the kids is tell me a little bit more. How's, you know, how's your relationship with so-and-so going? One thing my wife says is, you know, what was a high point of your day today? What was a low point of your day today? And I just use those as examples because this can be implemented across really any relationship that you're in, whether it's a, again, a parent-child relationship, the examples that I give, or whether it's a coworker kind of relationship. There's nothing that's going to make somebody feel valued as, as someone showing genuine interest in them. So to me, it's one of the key steps that you can take. And again, because you can't kind of step into it, you don't necessarily have to decide tomorrow with every person you talk to, you're going to be interested instead of interesting. That's not what I'm saying. But maybe you pick one person, you know, that you typically have a conversation with and just try to ask two questions to show some genuine interest about what's going on in their life. It can be a game changer to me. So that's one of the things around relationships that I found really valuable. And the other one is, is around finances. And finances has always been something that I've enjoyed learning about. My uh, perspective on finances has changed since about the 2009-2010 timeframe. And since then, it's kind of been a paradigm shift, to be honest with you. And I talk a little bit about that in the book as to why. But one of the things that folks have really kind of latched onto, it's a, it's a simple change. And that is the ability to have card in your wallet. It's a debit credit card, right? That actually pays you 1% for every single transaction that you do, but it's not a credit card. And it's, I talk about it in my, in the book. I talk about it in the free offer that I give to folks. I give away four free chapters of the book just so they can get an idea. And I like to share it with audiences because most people are unaware of it. So PayPal is actually who has this card. And so anybody can go get the PayPal debit card even if you don't carry any money in your PayPal account, you just tie it directly back to your checking account. And so literally my wife and I, when we go to the grocery store or the gas station, we just, we swipe the card, we run it as a credit transaction. And therefore every single time we use that card at the end of the month, we're paid 1% back for all of those transactions. So, I mean, the cool part about it that I talk about is if you're earning money in a checking account, which if you are, it's probably very little, you can then just keep that money in the checking account, but also earn, for example, an additional 1% on your money just by using this card every month. So again, it's just a little simple change that anybody can make to their finances that could net them an extra 10, 20, 30 bucks a month for them to you know, use for something else. So just a small little change that most folks don't know about that I, that I, that I share about in the book. Scotty, I'm curious, and you may not even have an answer to this, that, uh, that you've got a you know, well written reason for, but why 26 small changes? Where did you come up with that? It's a great question. So my intent originally, as I kind of big, big picture brainstormed the book is I wanted to have a year's worth. So what I talk about in the book is just step into these changes. And my advice is try them for seven days. Just pick one that you think you might be able to easily implement and try it for seven days. And so what I, my end goal was, listen, if you were to implement each of these changes every week at the end of a, of a year of 52 weeks, that would be a remarkable amount of changes in your life. Well, as time went on and as the book progressed, I had a solid 30 to 35 that I could really, really write about and have a lot of input in. But then as I kind of got past that, I, I felt like I needed some more life experience, quite frankly, in some of these to be able to really write about them. So 
26 is six months, right? 26 is half a year. And so that was really kind of the tweak that I made to it. Instead of it being 52, let's do 26. And let's, let's stay with the same premise in mind, right? If you can implement each of these changes in each of these four core areas, you know, beginning in the first week in January, by the last week of June, your life could be completely different in a short period of time of six months across all four of these areas if you were able to implement them all. So that, that was really the catalyst behind the number 26. Okay, Scotty. So as we get ready to wrap up the podcast here, you've given us, you know, a lot of broad things to think about. I know if we go out and get your book, we're going to be able to dive in a little bit further, but I'd love to put you on the hot seat. So the four things that you talk about, faith, finances, health, and relationships, if you could just give us uh, just in a, in a, like I said, a hot seat uh, round here, just two things out of each one of those, and, and I'll call them out to you here, but starting with faith, what are two things that we can start changing today that would make a big difference? The first one I would say is on your way into work, Put in your favorite Christian music radio artist as opposed to the talk radio or the gossip channel that you listen to. Take just a simple tweak on your commute in and change what you're putting in to to help build your faith through that commute. And then the other one I would say, and I kind of mentioned at the beginning, is my daily devotional time and how I start my morning has been a game changer for me. If you can commit to stepping into that change as a part of your morning routine, I truly believe that it can be a game changer in your faith. Okay, so the second one, finances. The one thing that has been huge for me over the past 20 years of being married is understanding where my money is going. So one of the big takeaways that I talk about in the book is to be able to write down your spending. And I don't call it a budget. I call it a spending plan because budget is very, it's not as, it's constrictive, I guess, is the word that I'm looking for. So the key lightning round one out of that, number one, is to write down your spending. And then number two, kind of along with that, that I would say is have a part of your spending plan, what I call guilt-free spending money. That means money that you get to spend every month on whatever you want to, and that the wife, if you're married, gets to spend or spouse every month, and there's no questions asked about it. It's a very way to, it's a great way to understand where the money's going, but also have some freedom and not feel so constrained about how you're spending those dollars. Okay, health. One thing that I have found that's really easy is lemon water. You and I were having a conversation about water and drinking more of it. I have found that adding a drop or two of essential oil to water to create lemon water or just squeezing a fresh lemon into your water, if folks will do just some quick research, and I call it out in the book too, you'd be amazed at how much better from a health perspective your body gets by by getting that lemon water. So lemon water is a very easy add. That I would say. And then also from the rest perspective, I would say that the white noise has been the game changer for me. And I know I went into a little bit of of depth about that earlier because it has just completely caused my sleep to be much more, much better throughout the night. I'm not waking up as much. So those would probably be the two big ones out of there. Okay. And finally, relationships. One thing is, is relationships with my wife and kids are the two biggest priorities in my life outside of my faith. And one of the things that I talk about in there is to share something positive with your kids. I talk about a routine that I've done um, with both my son and my daughter around replaying the day in your mind and right before they go to bed, just say, hey, buddy, I just wanted you to know I'm, I'm real proud of, you know, fill in the blank, the way you did this or the way that you took the lead here or the, how you didn't react in this case today. And I just want you to know I'm real proud of you. That's, that's one thing, sharing something positive with your kids. And then the second one uh, I would say is make family time around the dinner table, at least maybe, you know, a few times a week, what I call unplugged time. So let's put our devices away and let's focus on conversation around the dinner table. 
And you'd be amazed at what your kids, your wife, those whom you want to be closest to will share um, if we're not distracted by the devices of the world. Scotty Studer, thanks so much, man. I know you're helping a lot of people out there with this. And the book is Small Changes, Big Results, 26 Simple Changes to Improve Your Faith, Finances, Health, and Relationships. Tell us where we can find the book and where we can get connected with you in the world of social media. Absolutely. So to find the book, you can head to my website, which is Scotty Studer, and I'll spell that out. It's S-C-O-T-T-Y-S-T-U-D-E-R.com forward slash books. I link to everything that's available there. About to release the audiobook that should be coming out here before the end of June, and then the paperback will be available in July. So the ebook is available on Amazon, and I just kind of link to it through that link. Also on social media, I try to keep it really simple. Um, if you're on Facebook, I'm just facebook.com slash Scotty Studer. And if you're on Twitter, I'm at Scotty Studer. So I've tried to keep things really, really simple for folks. Those are probably the two main areas that I that I hang out in uh, from a social media perspective. So I, I would I'd love to hear feedback, to you know, to have conversation with folks about some of the changes that they're making in their life because honestly they inspire me too. And we can go to your website. I think you mentioned and get several chapters of the book. It's in the Kindle version now, from what I understand, with the paperback coming out in July and then the yep. audio coming out sometime after that. Yep. I have a um, four free chapters. There's a link on my website for free gift. Folks can go and download four free chapters with some introductions in their entirety to get them a good taste for really what the book's about. Well, thanks so much for your time here today, Scotty. I appreciate what you're doing, and it ties in so well with what this podcast is about and just helping people get on the right track based on the lives that you and I have had where we weren't going down the right track, and I have found a way to turn that around. So I appreciate your time here and keep going out and doing what you're doing. Thank you, Jerry. It's been my pleasure. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Scotty. Take care. So thankful to have Scotty Studer on the podcast today and learn about these changes that we can implement starting now And again, it's small steps in the right direction, not giant leaps towards something that's hard to stick with. As always, if you've been enjoying the Success 101 podcast, head on over to iTunes and give it a five-star rating and even a review. The people over at Apple are very particular about how ratings and reviews are collected for each podcast, and that's what helps the Success 101 podcast climb up the charts and be more recognizable in searches and to more people out there. If you're looking to push content my way or give me ideas that you would like to hear on the podcast, you can best reach me at my email account. That is the success 101 podcast at gmail.com. And I'm going to start something a little bit new today based on the suggestion of a good friend of mine who runs his own podcast, and that is to give out my personal cell phone number. I was a little hesitant whenever I heard about this, but I really want to connect to you guys. So if you've got content, text messages, encouragement, anything that you want to send my way or that you want to see differently or tell me about the podcast, my personal cell phone is 214-799-1247. Again, that's 214-799-1247. And I would welcome you connecting with me. If you would like to connect with me in the world of social media, the easiest ways to do that are several avenues. That is on Facebook at facebook.com slash success 101 podcast on Twitter at Warren Jared, on Snapchat at Jared S. Warren, and on Instagram at Jared underscore Warren. Thanks so much for joining me here today. And thanks so much again, Scotty, for imparting your wisdom on us. I'll see you all again on another episode of the Success 101 podcast. Until then.